Hello everyone and welcome to our show today we discuss about stress, how you can handle your stress, how you can get high results and be happy. For me, it's more important to get happiness than anything else. Money, wealth, it doesn't matter if you are not have happiness, it's hard to go ahead. So I'm so excited to discuss this topic with you first. How are you? I am really well. Thank you so much, Anatoly. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure. Uh, I had many times issues with stress, especially uh, when we have this hard time with a war in Ukraine. Actually, I left Ukraine at the time and I know many people can have the stress. It doesn't matter uh, what kind of circumstances or possibilities they have. Yeah, we need to take stress. So I'm so excited to learn more about that, to get this happiness. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience and background. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, my name is Sue Firth and I'm a psychologist by profession. I have been for well over 30 years. My target market is predominantly executives. And one of the reasons why I think is when you basically qualify as a psychologist, you can do all sorts of things for people. And it's great. You you think that you could work with anybody from combat soldiers at one end to nurses at the other end. Eventually, you have to decide who you're going to work well with and how you're going to help them. So I predominantly work with executives. I have two degrees. I've written, I think, my fourth book. And I absolutely love it. I'm a professional speaker. I'm a coach and mentor. And that's really what we've come on to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, can you tell where to start? For example, if I feel that something is wrong, you know, with my attitudes, with uh, my business, I don't know anything, you know, uh, where uh, I can start to research the problem and how to do something to handle the problem. I mean, like to decide uh, these uh, worries issues. Yeah, and that's fair. Thank you. For most people, let's talk about the general public. First of all, for most people, they will experience stress as something quite significant. So for them, it usually reaches the stage where it's probably quite severe. So that means we have to understand what stress really is. Stress is a very normal, perfectly natural reaction of your body. And you get it under any circumstance where your brain perceives some kind of threat. So if you step out onto the road and a car is coming too fast at you, the only way that you're going to be able to get out of the way is because you get stressed. So actually, this is by no means a bad thing. Most of us are therefore equipped to cope with quite a suitable level of moderate stress every day and not have a problem with that. Executives are particularly wired towards coping with a very high level of stress because it comes with the territory of the job they're attracted to. They are responsible for and accountable for a lot of people. So they take on a lot of problems. So the amount of stress that you actually experience is directly related to how well equipped you feel with life. So your circumstances, for example, will have been horrendous where you were suddenly very traumatically exposed to pressure that was unacceptable and about which you had to make immediate decisions overnight. That is trauma. Most of the rest of the time, we're either a bit tense, under pressure, or we get stressed. And stress is a one-off or significant occurrence, but probably something you can manage. Where we get a problem, which is what you've asked me, is when something is too cons consistent, too much for you in that situation, or you don't feel equipped. And this is when the type of problems might be divorce, so personal relationships, 
They can be managing your business, but the business is floundering. They can be a personal crossroads you get to where you really think life was quite straightforward, but find actually it isn't happening the way you want to. Or where, as you beautifully described when we first came on air, you feel chronically unhappy. And that's when a bit of help, support, advice or input can really give you the advantage because it soothes the problem faster. That's what you're mm -hmm. trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let, let me share my story. You know, uh, in 2008, uh, uh, probably no, uh, I opened my first business in 2006 uh, after graduated from university. Uh, I got uh, a high degree in finance uh, field and I opened uh, my first company and uh, earned a lot of money, really good money uh, compared to the average salary. Uh, that was like 30 times more than the average salary in Ukraine. And in 2008, the world crisis completely destroyed my business. I lost everything, all, all my resources, anything, you know, uh, and after getting a real good uh, profit revenue, I lost everything, even more, my debts uh, were equal like uh, 3,000 uh, average salaries in Ukraine, it's a lot, and yeah, that was a really stress time for me. Yeah, it's a shock, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it's, and, mm -hmm. and uh, what I've done, of course, in the first stage, I understand that I couldn't change anything. Uh, you can't get back you can't uh, change directions because uh, many people uh, propose to me to sell the business you know or uh, even uh, do not uh, invest a lot of money with that but i decided to go all in you know without any experience can you tell uh, for example if you have all, not almost everything but a lot and um, then you lost everything what mm -hmm. can you do uh, to overcome the stress because for me today it's more important health more important uh, health of my yeah. family yeah especially mm -hmm. after the war uh, of course i lost a lot of properties as well uh, on this wall but you know for me i have uh, two legs two hands you know i have my head uh, my family is safe so yeah. for me it's yeah. it's much uh, more important because of my experience can you tell for someone who uh, had this issue uh, the first time in their life i would be genuine with you when i say that is the kind of unprecedented stress that strictly speaking by definition isn't stress it's trauma And the mm -hmm. problem with trauma is the size of it and the cumulative effect of the loss. So you can't plan for shock. You can't plan to avoid it, if you like. But it really does distinguish the individual who totally collapses from those who say within reason. So you mm -hmm. take a few days, you share with the family, you cry, you feel whatever, you feel devastated. But ultimately, the one who will come out from the end of that are the ones who recognize several key things. Firstly, what can I change? What can I influence? Mm -hmm. What have I got control over as opposed to what I don't have control over? Mm -hmm. I have problem solved all my life. I can problem solve this. I know it's huge, but let's take a bite sized chunk first of all. So let's find myself somewhere to to live let's find somewhere for the kids to get enough support let's find enough food you have to break it down into bite-sized chunks it doesn't make it manageable when you're talking about something as horrendous and as huge as that but it begins to give you a focus and a direction to take your efforts and energy so that the first step 
dare I use the word, is a baby step. So it's just one day or two days. It's not the week, the month, the six months, the year. And that's what you and I are used to doing when life is very stable. We're used to being able to plan. When you can't plan, you focus on getting through in very small bite-sized chunks until you actually find you're making progress. Inevitably, Anatoly, you do start making progress because you've got the right attitude to get through it. When mm -hmm. you fall apart and you don't have the right attitude, let's just say without judgment, because you feel too devastated, that's when you're going to need support. So that's when you start to look for other people and the input they can bring. But even so, I would ask to be careful of who you lean on, because some people are very negative, are very destructive or very critical. And what you don't want is to listen to people criticizing you in that moment. You want someone mm -hmm. who's constructive, who's practical, whose toolkit is better than your own to learn from. And that's what I would suggest you do. Yeah, love it, love it. Especially, you know, when you mentioned that uh, do not listen uh, someone who criticizes you. You know, for me, it doesn't matter. If, even if they are right about that, if I'm not good, uh, like speaking English, uh, like uh, creating some businesses, anything, you know, uh, for me, it doesn't matter because uh, haters uh, are the part of the process and they motivate me more. You know, if I get yes. critics, so I, yes. I know I need to be much better and uh, I want to prove myself that they're not right. I can go ahead and by the way i don't want to tell that haters are not right they are right of course on their truth they are right but i know that i can change it so yeah it's like and i agree with you the thing is it doesn't in some ways though i think we have to recognize it doesn't it, of course it matters what other people think but depending on who they are we don't have to do what other people say we have to do yeah. what feels right for us when you learn to trust your own internal compass and your own internal decision making, you feel stronger, even in the face of untenable and impossible odds, because you begin to realize you can fight. Now, fight's a nominal word, please. It doesn't mean <laughs> in the context of your impossible situation in Ukraine, but it does mean we fight back, we fight to get up, we fight to achieve, we fight to do something. And the remedy for stress, Anatoly, is almost always action. So there mm -hmm. needs to be a behavior, an activity, a decision, a plan, a goal. That's what you start to head towards. And that's where you begin. You begin to read yes. Yeah, so valuable. Uh, uh, can you tell about, uh, okay, uh, let's take away all uh, haters, critics, uh, anything. Uh, but, you know, I see when people criticize themselves. For example, uh, oh, yes. I'm not good enough. Uh, it's impossible to achieve. Mm -hmm. uh, it's high level. I don't know how they can achieve such levels. Can you tell how to motivate uh, myself, for example, if I have such things that for me it's very hard, especially, you know, it's interesting for my son, 11 years old, because he always tell me, I don't know how to uh, jump with this ball, but I want to be famous uh, soccer player, but I don't want to do it. You know, I think he, uh, I can avoid it to be famous. You know, <laughs> Can you tell how to motivate such people and tell them? anything is possible just have patience and believe in yourself and don't uh, judge yourself well you've just expressed it very well actually you've probably even done it better than i have because i would i would say genuinely that most of it has to come from the individual meaning we are not born being self-critical we learn this if we learn to mm -hmm. do it we can learn to do something else, or rather we can learn to stop doing things. Now, let's just give you a tip. In psychology, we always teach, 
it is far harder to stop doing a particular behavior because it takes a lot of time, effort and energy to do that than it is to point you towards doing something better or more positive instead. So you point your son towards positive and constructive behaviors, keeping a record every week of everything that's gone well, making sure that he's got simple little stickies around him that show how amazing he is, that show what he's managed to achieve keeping little notes, keeping thank yous, keeping records of everything so that your boy is beginning to build self-belief and self-esteem. But it's a journey, truthfully, Anatoly. It's Mm -hmm. a process. We're not born with strong self-esteem. We have to be coached. We have to learn to talk to ourselves. That's the next thing. You're not going to be surprised at what I say next. Our own heads are our own mistake if you like Mm -hmm. we if we allow that and little people 11 year olds are always going to have less control over this if we allow this voice inside our heads to run around like a nutter and do all the damage and just do and say what it wants then we're not taking any kind of control internal control and we should we Mm -hmm. need to learn to say stop it Almost like the way you would talk to a little child or, you know, you go, now stop it. And you have to do this to yourself. You have to look in a mirror and you have to kind of say to you, now, come on, I've had enough. Stop it. This isn't helpful. It's not working for me. It would be so much better if I thought well of myself. Now, there are days when you will not want to do this. There will be days when you feel low. Allow for those. Be very kind on yourself. Don't bully yourself. If you cannot say something nice, at least stop saying negative things. That's the place to start. Yeah, I I like you mentioned about uh, failing. For me, failing uh, uh, brings only experience and nothing else, you know, because (laughs) for me, uh, it's hard to count all my mistakes that I made in my life. And uh, uh, when I started my first business, uh, I made a lot of mistakes, lost a lot of money, but then I could uh, earn a lot more. Then after the crisis destroyed my business, I lost them as well. Uh, Then I uh, worked hard five years to get back all my loans and created new business that the revolu- Ukrainian revolution destroyed in 2013. So I lost again all this money. But, you know, I think uh, today, um, and I remember I uh, worried so much about that, worried so much because I invested stupidly. I didn't understand the possible risk. To, uh, but if I uh, estimate the situation today, uh, I understand that I didn't have another choice according to skills that I have uh, at that time. At the so, time. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's a beautiful observation. And there's an exact example. It, mm-hmm. The difference between the way you're describing that now and, say, the way your boy would describe that is that he personalizes that event and then says, I am stupid. That's not what mm-hmm. you've just said, for example. So as you grow up to be an adult, you begin to separate the event from your internal chatter so that you Mm -hmm. say okay that event did not go well how can i improve that next time so you begin to learn that there are things you can do that will improve the way something goes and you learn fast that there are things that you've done where it goes wrong but Mm -hmm. it goes wrong the event goes wrong or the situation is tough is a heck of a sight different than i am wrong I am a mistake or I am a failure. And it's Mm -hmm. that which we have to stop or or prevent wherever possible for our kids. And we can and do have a very big say in what they learn. That we have to own 
as parents. It is yeah. the key. It is key, no doubt at all. Yeah, so valuable. Uh, can you tell about pressure? For example, if uh, I think all CEO of company can get the pressure to increase sales, to I don't know, to increase results, to get uh, more exposure mm -hmm. for their brands. Can you tell how to deal with pressure? Because we need to do it. Uh, and uh, when we are waiting for results, when we have some uh, deadlines, uh, it's hard. It's really hard. And for example, uh, I know about me, uh, I need to uh, uh, have 48 hours a day and I can't do everything that uh, right. no. I have in my I, plans. <laughs> so. no, you're, no, you're great there, Anatoly. It's, it's not I need, because as soon as you do that, you start to add the pressure. It's mm -hmm. I want. I desire, mm -hmm. I would like, I plan to, and that's the difference that you start to work on. When you say, I need, I must, I should, you panic, mm -hmm. you create fear. Yeah. Fear is an entirely different driver. Fear is not positive. Fear is not constructive. Mm -hmm. And fear, as you so beautifully say, increases the pressure. But the other thing that it also increases is the approval of other people. I can only feel good when someone else tells me I've done a good job. This is very tricky territory too. So most of the time, you have to work out not what's realistic, because all of us prefer to push ourselves, those that are driven by that anyway, or, or at least, but to allow for one thing which is very important, please, that excessive pressure, meaning exhaustion, is not a positive example of success. So if you are getting exhausted, something isn't quite right. Now, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Try not to do black and white all the time. If I'm good or I'm not, I'm bad. If I'm right or I'm wrong, that's very black and white thinking. It's simple. You plan, you push, you achieve, you succeed. And that's because you reward yourself as you go. If that's not happening, there's another reason. And it might not be about you. Mm -hmm. So it's important yeah. to be realistic or to check what's going on around you. Now, um, I think we've got a very nice question there. What does that say? Yeah. It's not always smooth to disassociate oneself from the results. Okay. No, it isn't. Your results, if they are to do with your behavior or your achievements, are key. But if mm -hmm. they are to do with the overall performance of the business, it's all quite likely that a team is contributing to that. So share the load. Make sure you delegate wherever possible. Use other people to support you in the productivity of that. Don't just blame yourself if it's not going the way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think uh, 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 I, I remember when I learned from Gary Vee, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he shared one interesting tip. Don't judge yourself. Don't do it. Uh, you know, you can't uh, take uh, do everything. You can't uh, cover all possible aspects. Just choose priorities. And you mentioned about exhaustion. Uh, let me share uh, what I do with that. Uh, I think um, I check out a few studies that 70% of people hate their jobs. 70%. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And for me, uh, when I feel tiredness, when I feel that I can't do anything because of a lot of many things, but uh, I love what I do. You know, uh, for me, it's like when I play soccer, tennis, if I love my hobbies and I, uh, I can't do more because uh, I have no energy, but I did what I 
like. So I, I think yeah. the, uh, the, the yeah, biggest problem... Mm. Yeah, the biggest problem mm. when people uh, can't work more than 12 hours a day or even 14 hours a day mm. because they do what they don't like. But uh, another thing, you know, I have a friend and uh, he needs to uh, to feed his family, you know, to pay bills, uh, a lot of them. And uh, he has a hating jobs. Oh, okay, okay, uh, he wanna change, but he can't do it right now because uh, in niche that he likes, he uh, it takes time, you know, to achieve some results, to earn some good money, but today he needs to feed his family. Can you tell for him uh, or anybody else who uh, has such things when they need to pay bills they have creating jobs but they love something else and and i have a lot of sympathy with this i was extraordinarily lucky as a fairly young woman i hit on exactly what it is that i wanted mm -hmm. to do and i pretty much drove myself through first degree second degree and then began immediately with what it is i want to do now that doesn't mean i haven't changed as a person but also in what i deliver and how i deliver it and life is about change it is about a journey it is about growing towards what it is that you want and sometimes we have to find it's tough in order to get there and the tough process or journey is needing to do something else to bring in the money to get us to that point exhaustion i repeat is not a value so where you can it's important to still try and find a window of time in any one week where you are making an inroad or an improvement or a step into that area of which you are most passionate about because you will find it easier to do than you think simply because you love it. As you develop that, let's say, for example, you decide you want to do coaching and you don't get the chance to do that full time yet because you're not making enough money. So you coach for an hour or two each evening or you coach at the weekend. You begin to find you attracting the law of attraction will be in your favor. The more passionate you are with what you do, the more yeah. it comes from a heart, the more it comes from your own desires, the more the universe will respond to that. Now, that is a given rule. That is a law. It's nothing about me. But the important thing is to recognize and be kind to yourself that in the meantime, I have to do this job in order to get there. Again, though, Anatoly, just for the purposes of argument, don't rubbish the job because the second you start fighting in your head with I hate this, then you will hate every minute of it. And that is so intensely toxic and negative on your body. You have to instead reframe it and say to yourself, this is a means to an end or this is something I need to do right now. But this will change and then plan for how to create that change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, can you tell about patience? Uh, I see when people yeah. uh, give up. Yeah, give up because uh, they can't achieve results. For example, 50% uh, of content creators don't record the second audio podcast because they can't get success with the first one. For me, I don't know how to get success from first episode, uh, video content, audio content, anything, you know. Yeah, it takes time, patience to go. Yeah, uh, to, uh, even more uh, how you can compete with experienced people without experience. You need to get this experience to learn, uh, to find your way. Can you tell about patience? How to uh, be patient? And uh, Because uh, people usually build high expectations. They want to uh, earn a million dollars for a month. Uh, okay, let's six months. Uh, okay, they want to uh, get wealth, anything. But I think, yeah, it's possible with patience when you go ahead step by step. And once I've learned about one entrepreneur, uh, 
who uh, has friendship with Jeff Bezos, and he told uh, that uh, he spent 40, uh, yeah, 14 years, 14 years to create his business. Today it's a big company, but 14 years without any results, without any sales. He just loved what he uh, does. Can you tell more about patience? How to create this patience feeling and just uh, be patient with the results? Yeah. I think you're asking something really sensible there, but if I mm -hmm. sound like I'm going to come back at you with a simple statement, that doesn't mean I think it's altogether simple, but I am going to say to you genuinely, there is no shortcut for hard mm -hmm. work. Yeah. So if you are not prepared to put in the work, the chances are the subject matter or the situation or your expectations are at fault. In other words, we all want a quick fix. We all want to get from A to C without going through B for very long. Well, speed it up by all means or attract in as much as you can or partner with people. I would suggest you try to partner with somebody. So, for example, if you know you have no database, to send all your podcast subscribers towards, then partner with someone, or for example, the way you and I are doing, you will come on my podcast, I come on yours. So mm -hmm. that as you promote yourself, you're promoting it to ever bigger audiences because you are benefiting someone else. So you also have to be prepared to accept that within the hard work, you will end up doing some things for less value or less money than you would do normally. But that is how you learn. Nobody mm -hmm. jumps straight into the swimming pool and becomes an Olympic athlete. They have to learn to swim. They have to learn to swim at speed. And then they have to do time trials and get better and better and better. In the rule of continuous improvement, that is what that means. So practice is not the same. You have to practice at what you think you are good at in order to bring in the reward. Now, mm -hmm. what does that mean for patients? That means basically, if there is a shortcut out there, by all means, go and search for it. But if you can't find one, it means that it results in hard work. And that's the only way you're going to be able to get through. I'm not suggesting or predicting that it'll take as long as 14 years. But if you look at some of our most favorite and our famous authors, they took years and an awful lot of rejection before they managed to get a book onto yeah. the shelves, let alone in a film. And they are famous now. Yeah. So <laughs> in every circumstance, unless you are extraordinarily lucky and you get onto the television and someone falls in love with you and thinks you're amazing and then you get asked it back again and again and again, there's no quick fix for this. It is about yeah. hard work. Yeah. Uh, I like that you mentioned about rejection because uh, I think when I get rejection, I understand I'm not good enough you know, <laughs> to be accepted. <laughs> for me, that means I need to improve, to develop. It doesn't mean that I am bad. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't mean I you have, should stop. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a room for, for improvement. So uh, I remember when uh, Gary Vee mentioned about uh, his attitudes to grow on social media. He spent seven years on Twitter from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, without any day off, without any vacation for over mm -hmm. seven years on Sunday, Saturday, any days, uh, uh, just uh, to uh, spend time on Twitter to reply to questions, to help others, to support. Seven years without results, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, think, you know, yeah. I think you're right, Anatoly. I, I haven't been doing something for seven years specifically but I have been in business for well over 25. That makes mm -hmm. me older than I look. 
you're now supposed to say to me, goodness, Sue, you don't look old enough. But yes, I am. Um, now, all I'm saying, no, Joe, you're younger. <laughs> is that you, yeah. But I'm in my late 50s. So mm -hmm. a level of success can come at any time in your life. If you're very lucky, yes, great. You may meet somebody who says, wow, your designs are amazing and they are a rapper and they take you over to the US. But the chances of that happening are probably slim. You have to drive yourself. You have to have focus. You have to know exactly what it is that you want. Then take a smaller bite-sized chunk and drive yourself hard until you achieve that. But don't put your plans, your actions, your goals so far ahead that you lack all impetus or ability to get to there. That's what creates patience. It's then not about patience. It's about these smaller achievements and all of those are good. So if you can yeah. see smaller achievements as good, and positive, then you stop trying to persist to the point where the only thing that is any good is when I make a million. Well, then you'll be doing that for years because making a million, mm -hmm. believe it or not, is actually very hard work. You know, yeah. I'm never going to I'm never going to reach a million this year. I don't expect to. But then that's not a, that's not a goal I plan. So my belief is wrapped around different things and yours has come to ground since your circumstances have changed just recently and you have now decided that what's also important is family and love and happiness yeah. and these things matter too mm -hmm. that's <laughs> yeah important. Uh, I, I agree with you you know for me uh if i have uh, millions and uh, have more uh, happiness why i need to have them you know <laughs> because yeah. i remember one example uh, one guy who earned uh, $8 million, uh, good money, real good money for uh, almost all people. And he's, uh, he was so unhappy with that because he yeah. uh, can't earn a billion, you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. stupid. Mm -hmm. And he's sick, yeah. he's sick about that. And uh, I uh, uh, read a lot of examples when people uh, uh, earn like uh, 40K, uh, not big money, not, uh, yeah, money that can help to feed their family to go ahead, but it's not uh, huge money. And they're happy. They're happy because mm. uh, they uh, do their loving jobs. So for me, money is nothing uh, if we compare to happiness because it doesn't matter uh, when my uh, life will be stopped. Uh, I have this billion dollar or not. Uh, I want to live a happy life. So yeah, for me, it's more important. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And that's a very good point as well. It you know, many of us aren't satisfied. It almost doesn't matter what we have. We're not satisfied. Mm -hmm. This is not necessarily sensible. And it's not the same thing as drive and focus and desire. You can set yourself goals every single day if you wish to. And those achievements build self-esteem. They build strength of character and they build your ability to withstand stress and change and the other things that might hijack your well-being. But persistently wanting more and more and more is actually not necessarily psychologically healthy because it means you're not very satisfied or happy with what you do have. And as a general guide, we always try to teach that that actually is important in the process of desiring more. Also, sadly, some people put their whole life into achieving something amazing, whether that's a billion or whatever. But then by the time they've actually got it, all of their relationships, particularly their marriage, has long since died because that's all they committed to, as mm -hmm. opposed to allowing for the importance of other things in their life. So sometimes, wrapping back to your initial question at the start, 
how do we help people? How do I help people manage stress? Some of it is getting them to work out what am I doing? What am I in this for? And what am I getting out of it? And are any of those in any kind of balance? And uh, truthfully, where executives are concerned, sometimes they've lost their way. And that's really where we start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get back to the main topic about, uh, mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, I have a team uh, in Ukraine, you know, yeah, very hard time uh, for me. You know, I communicate with them every single day. And yeah, I need to encourage them. Uh, if they ask for help, I need to do this help if I can, of course. Uh, can you tell how to help people uh, on this pressure? Uh, they have this pressure. They, they, you know, uh, uh, these missiles can hit every single day. Uh, the Russian army can occupy new territory. Uh, soldiers can uh, come to their home, you know, to kill anybody. Very hard, very hard. Uh, uh, but uh, can you tell how to help people on these circumstances uh, to motivate them, to encourage them? Uh, because I can't uh, uh, tell that everything will be fine because it's, it's not true. I don't know. Of course, uh, we wanna uh, win this war. We wanna uh, be uh, live in our country without any uh, regime, you know, like in Russia, that uh, when people get 15 years in prison just to say something against uh, the Russian propaganda. So yeah, so uh, it's their life. We, we wanna take it. Ukrainian are free people. But can you tell how to help? people on this it's pressure. a fair question anatoly but i've got to be honest i think you're asking too much of yourself let me just adjust <laughs> that just a little so if you were in other circumstances where life was stable then you can start talking about motivating people if you swap mm -hmm. that word out given the circumstances are entirely different with what you've got and you're dealing with right now you actually swap that for support your aim is not to motivate them, it is to support them. And I think you underestimate the value of simply being there, of listening to them, of enabling them to explain, to, to cry, to feel. And that is all important too. Whereas when it was not happening, then it was possible for you to realistically be able to say, okay, sales figures, let's talk about objectives, let's push, you know, that was realistic chat then. This is not now. You're dealing with an mm -hmm. entirely different set of circumstances and your role for them has changed for now. Mm -hmm. At some point in the future, when it's possible for you to drive them hard again, or maybe they will respond favorably to being driven hard again, then that is a positive way too. Now, if you prefer, because you don't want the whole of the conversation to risk being negative whilst they download only, then you introduce what's called a buddy system. In other words, you pair people up so that the first person they talk to is actually their own immediate buddy. Now, buddy is another word for friend, but in a professional context, it means someone else who is stronger than you or older than you or has the better toolkit than you. And you buddy that up so that they allow 20 minutes maybe once a day, that might be a bit too much, maybe two, three times a week, so that they can download. And then by the time they're talking to you, they have got rid of some of the emotion of that. So that's the difference that you can also implement. I would adjust your expectations a bit though, Anatoly. Realistically, you're doing a good job, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. Uh, I have the question about, uh, for example, um, if I cooperate with uh, clients who don't understand my uh, job, for example, SEO or digital marketing, I usually uh, educate them. 
uh, give some uh, resources to learn uh, a little bit about that because uh, I can get much higher results with people who understand what we are doing. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the same like, for example, if uh, people want to lose weight. Yeah, they need to understand why it's better to eat healthy food. Uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, to train uh, day to day. Uh, and uh, But when people don't understand, uh, the best coach, the best uh, nutrition can help them. Yeah, they... Okay, they give them what they need to do without understanding. It's hard. That's why 90% of people can't lose weight. Uh, can you tell uh, uh, how to start learning more about uh, reducing stress? Uh, for example, some resources, YouTube videos, blogs, books, anything. You know, how to learn more about that? Because we have many offers, coaches, resources. Uh, I'm pretty sure that many of them are great. But if you start from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do to learn more about reducing stress? Well, that's very fair. You are right, though. There are a lot of free resources and they are on the Internet in such a way that there are YouTube videos. There are numerous things that you can watch and look at and learn more about stress. I have a really straightforward book, More Life, Less Stress. That one's still available on Amazon. So books, audio, podcasts, all this actually discusses and talks about stress and simplifies the process and helps people feel that it's OK because that's the next piece. The, the second piece, if you like, is we have to have permission to use the word or if you, or in some ways we have to get our heads around the fact that not everything is classed as stress and a modicum or a moderate amount of stress is perfectly normal and that's what you thrive on. And many of us are adrenaline junkies. We positively like it. But I think you are right. Being able to help and support people to talk about the subject means that on some sort of level, they need to make a decision. How much do I think my life needs to change and what level of support do I really want? Mm -hmm. If they simply want to be able to understand it, then the cheap and free resources are the best place to start. They can learn that in only, a, only 20, 30 minutes of going on the Internet. If they want to really make a difference to their lives, and to tackle something that's happening, the best thing is that they sign up or ask for some coaching. That doesn't necessarily with me. There are NHS coaches, there are advisors and therapists, but let's just for one second explain the difference. A therapist is when you have a genuine traumatic event or series of events that you need help with and you want to and need support over time to download about that and get some help. And that can be a minimum of a month to three months regular support. Coaching is more typically monthly where we push people hard to set goals and to take action. And only when you feel motivated and able to do that are you probably going to respond best to coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, interested. <laughs> okay, uh, I have the final question. Uh, can you tell about the future of uh, learning about, uh, I don't know, <laughs> let me clarify this question. Uh, for example, uh, many things are coming like Metaverse, uh, Web3.0, uh, and they might change our lives. For example, we, uh, we will use Hamlets, not uh, smartphones or any other things. Uh, what do you think about the future? Uh, how 
people need to adapt to this future because I think something we can't avoid. Uh, of course, we know that sometimes it's better not to have any gadgets, you know, to spend time outside, but we can't avoid this future. What do yeah, you think? How we, we need to Yeah, how we need to adapt to new technologies that are coming and can change our behavior, lives, and uh, anything else. <laughs> yeah, it, at, at one stage we never had any televisions. Now it's perfectly normal. Yeah. So it takes a while for something to feel normal. So just allow and be acceptant and patient with yourself. But ultimately, technology is here to stay. Nothing is going away anymore. We are moving faster. We are learning faster and we are changing faster than we have ever done before. And technology is the driver for that. We're yeah. making inroads in medical science, in in travel, in getting us up to space. You know, you and I are possibly going to be able to go live up there for a period of time before our lifetime is finished. You know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. rather than feeling scared, rather than rejecting it, perhaps talk to friends every now and again and say, what are you using? How are you helping? What what little thing do you learn? And take a, an example that you think will benefit your life, whether that's the way that you prioritize the stuff you've got to do in a day or whether it's a type of audio or whatever it is that you are interested in and start there because there will be an area of technology where you are interested start to explore start to learn start to apply it and it will become normal and and as soon as it starts to become normal you'll, you'll get less threatened and nervous about it yeah love it love it so it's a big pleasure to learn from you to get all your valuable insights tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you Thank you so much. That's really good. I'm so pleased. So my website is www.suefirthltd.com. And on there, you will find numerous resources and obviously me. I have a podcast, The Executive Edge. You'll find a lot of interesting info on that. We're also on Instagram, LinkedIn. Insta is connected to Facebook. So, you know, I'm not saying there isn't something I can learn here. You can always tell me that. You're probably quite <laughs> likely. But certainly as far as finding out more about me is concerned, any of those resources will give you the heads up okay guys you can find all these links in the description below uh you need to listen to audio podcast with you because you can see a lot of valuable insights if you want to be happy just to set up this positive mindset and listen to you and you you will be happy okay guys thanks for listening and watching us